Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What's up, people? been a while. I missed my buddy, Will Middlebrooks. It's been a couple weeks. I was out on vacation. I missed you all, all of our listeners, but baseball season, man, a week and a half away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And even earlier than that, we're going to have guys reporting because we have the World Baseball Classic, which I'm really looking forward to, Brooksy. Yeah, look, yesterday, yes, I missed you too. I don't want to look past that and be rude. I know you get sensitive sometimes, but it it's fine. But, but, Yesterday was Groundhog Day. Phil saw a shadow, so it means six more weeks of winter. But, but, listen, Bostonians, tomorrow's truck day, or today, because this is going to release, um, this is going to release on Friday the 3rd, which is truck day in Boston, which is a big deal. I've been there the year after my rookie season, so it was February 2013, uh, before we headed down for spring training. I was there for truck day. I got to experience it, hang out with the fans. There's hundreds of people there. It's really cool. Not just the diehard fans, but like there's kids there, like out of school. I guess that counts as diehard. Hey, yeah, kid, you don't have to go to school. We're going to truck day. Totally but it's truck. supposed to be freezing there, like wind chills, like negative 30. Mm. And I'm curious to see how that affects. Bostonians are hard, man. They'll, they'll be out there anyways. But this truck day for me as a Boston guy means baseball's here. 21 hours later, that truck is going to pull up. At JetBlue, Fenway South in Fort Myers, Florida, they're gonna unload it. All twenty thousand baseballs, and I have a, I have the whole list. I'll have to dig it up and read the list of all this stuff. But it's like, let's go! It's go time, guys. Start getting there. You start filling all the lockers up with all the new gear, all your new bats you made, all your new cleats. There's nothing better. You walk in in spring training, and you're just like, oh man, as you smell it, it's like so good, and you have all your new shit. All your new gear, all your new swag. Love it. It's a good time of year. It's fun. And everybody's tied for first. Even the A's. Even the Oakland A's. You know, <laughs> all... they, they probably aren't somehow. <laughs> they <laughs> start with a, with a deficit. Swingjuice.com is the official merchandise provider for the Wake and Rake podcast. Hey, good news, Brooksy. I'm going to be sending you some more hats because we have new hats in stock. They look sweet. We they just do it right. You know, I just, I love them. Like I'll be walking around the mall and I'm not trying to like toot our own horn here, people, but I'm walking around the mall and people will be like, where is that hat from? It's like, a good logo, Danny. It's a good logo. It's a good it's logo. And you can get your hands on one. Send us a DM. We'll get you sorted out. Like I said, we just got a whole new order. So if you need a hat, they're all, you know, the uh, trucker hat, t- you know, style. So it, they're all the same Smash. size or you can adjust it however you want to. You'll get Snap a lot back. Of- That's the word. Snap you might back. even you might even fi- snap back. Thank you. You might even find the love of your life just by wearing this hat. I, no promises. It's not a guarantee, but you might. Maybe. Maybe. What are we talking about today? We're talking about underrated players because, like we talked about, week and a half away from spring training, most of the rosters are pretty much put together. You're going to be seeing some minor league deals, you know, coming around and some, maybe some older veterans. There's still some big leaguers floating around. Like guys like Michael Waka, like yeah, was the Red Sox best pitcher last year. He still didn't have a job. I'm curious what's going on there, but there's, there's there's still some big leaguers that are going to get jobs. 
That means some guys are going to be getting DFA'd real close to spring training, too. Jazz Chisholm made the cover of MLB The Show. I want to talk about... Yeah. I mean, that's pretty sick, but I want to talk about maybe who we would have wanted to see on the cover, or are we perfectly fine with Jazz being on the cover? I mean, no one more electrifying. Like I said, the the most important uh, segment of this show is going to be most underrated players for 2023. Really looking forward to that. Let's talk about Jazz a little bit, huh? So Jazz Chisholm was selected as the cover man for MLB The Show 23. That follows last year's Shohei Otani was on the cover of 22. A lot of people maybe expected Aaron Judge to be on the cover. Once again, uh, he won the MVP, obviously, broke the American League home run record. I think a lot of people were surprised to see Jazz Chisholm, who has really yet to stay healthy for a full season yet. We know the kind of player that he is when he is healthy and on the field. But I think people were a bit surprised to see Jazz on the cover, just considering, one, he plays for the Miami Marlins, one of the smallest markets in regards to fan bases. And two, he hasn't really played 162 games. So he's still early in his career. Some people were surprised. Yeah, I think they definitely went a different route. That They went away from like, I'm not saying Jazz isn't a superstar. I think he is. I think he's just in a market right now that is... Not getting a lot of views. They're not winning a lot of games. They're they're not they're in a tough division. They're not getting to the postseason. Um, but yeah, like you said, Judge Acuna, Shohei was on it already. They, they don't they're not going to go back to back. Um, I mean, it, it hurts them when the guys like Tatis are happening with him, so they can't put him on there. Uh, Acuna didn't have a great year coming off his ACL, so that kind of hurt him going on it. But he's been on a rampage. Uh, on social media lately, if you paid attention to him, um, I don't know. And then his homers in the in the winter league, I think Acuna has a big year. But I'm I'm getting off the getting off the tracks here. I I do like Jazz on there. He's exciting. He's fun. He uh, is kids can mimic what he does, like his hair, his sweatbands. Like we talked about this uh, with 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 Fernando Tatis a few years ago, talking about uh, or a couple of years ago, talking about faces of the game. Jazz does things that kids can imitate and copy in the backyard and in the street and in their little league games and he's fun man he's fun to watch i wish he was in a in a on a better team in a in a different market uh so we could see him play more but um they they clearly the show made it clear they they went a different route this year i i wonder if guys like judge maybe turned it down he was on the cover of the show 18 18 right so what did he do in 19 I think he was injured most of the year. The curse, dude. It's like Madden. Maybe he was like, no, nah, I'm good. Aaron Judge. Because even if it's not true, it's like it gets in your head, I feel like, because people were like, oh, it's a curse. So he was limited to 112 games at 27 dingers, 67 ribbies. So, yeah, hit 278. So call it a curse if you want. I don't I, I'm not I calling it a curse, but maybe, maybe somebody, like maybe those guys were like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't know what comes along with signing those deals. Like, if you go in there, you have to get like big time royalties, I would think. You were on the Red Sox team in 2012, right? Yeah. Okay. Adrian Gonzalez was on the cover of MLB The Show 12. Did you guys ever give him any shit for that? No. I mean, I didn't give anybody shit for anything. I was a little rook. I hid in my corner and said, yes, sir, and spoke when spoken to. That's what I did. Uh, mixing a couple bombs, if you know what I mean. But um, a catch in no, no, I don't think so. Adrian was cool. He was a fun. He was like super chill guy, and like I loved having him at first base because I could throw it like anywhere close, and he would catch it. Yeah. It's like he had like tentacles, dude. It's like with a glove, like five gloves on. It's crazy. Gadget. 
It, it felt that way. Yeah. Rizzo was like that in the minor leagues too. Miguel Cabrera was 2014. Yasiel Puig, 15. Josh Donaldson, 2016. Oh, I, yeah, well, he won the he won the MVP and was it 15 in Toronto? Must have been, yeah, right after. Yeah. Uh, Griffey was 17. I mentioned Judge, 18. Bryce Harper was 19. Javi Baez was the show, 20. Do you know Javi Baez? I'm cutting you off, but you keep reminding me of things. Javi Baez led the Tigers in war It with two and a half, 2.5 war. Is that the lowest ever to lead a team? It said that it was the lowest ever for a Tigers team. For a Tigers team. All which time. is saying a good amount. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people expected the Tigers to be competitive last year, myself included. Well, who led the Oakland A's in war last year? I want to look this up. <laughs> oh, boy. Probably Cole. Or like the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know what? The Pirates had some decent players though, with guys they had like Cruz. They had Reynolds. Brian Hayes has good metrics. Good Brian Hayes, his defensive metrics are absurd. He picks up a lot of war defensively. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, Sean Murphy probably yeah. led the A's. Oakland. Actually, Sean Murphy had like a five plus war, six plus war last year. He was top. And most of that's defensively. His his offensive numbers have. Uh, you might hear some more from Sean Murphy in a little bit. That's a little teaser, by the way. You didn't mean to do that. Little teaser of my underrated players. Sorry. And guess what the A's did with them? The A's were like, Thank you for your six plus war season. Have fun. We're getting too good with you on there. Yeah. Have fun with Matt Olson. We want to be worse. Shohei was 22 and then Jazz Chisholm now 23. Jazz is from the Bahamas, right? I'm pretty sure he's from the Bahamas. Don't be putting me on a spot like that. Come on now. I don't know if there's many big leaders from the Bahamas. He is from the Bahamas. How sick is it? Okay, while you're on the interwebs right now, look up big leaguers from the Bahamas. Is he the only one? Am I losing my mind? I can't think of another one. You know how I know you're old is because you call it the interweb. Well, I did that on purpose, Danny. Tip shit. Uh, he's one of eight players from the Bahamas. What? Are it notable? Lucius Fox, who currently plays for the Washington Nationals. Uh, did not know that. That's it. That's those are the only two active players: Jazz Chisholm, Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox used to be a pretty high prospect. With the read Giants. the other names you're, while you're there. I just want to hear if you can read them. Ed Armbrister, Will Colmer, Tony Curry, Wenty Ford, Lucius Fox, and Wenty Ford is that Whitey's cousin, Whitey's brother? Uh, Whitey Ford. Uh, maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. That's fine. Um. Antoine Richardson and Andre Rogers, and then Jess. Wait, wait, who, who Richardson? Antoine. No way. I played against him. Now he, he coaches for the Giants, or he, he did. He did in 2011 and finished. Yeah, I played against him. Fast, fast guy, really fast, lefty hitter. And then he was the first base coach or third base coach for the Giants recently. Okay. With I bet you didn't know he was born in the Bahamas, did you? Okay, so do you remember? I have an Antoine Richardson fact. Do you remember Jeter's walk-off, his last day at Yankee Stadium? Of Richardson's the one that scored on that. Hmm. Nice. Nice little tidbit there, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you. like that. Be proud of yourself. That was pretty cool. I didn't know he was from the Bahamas. That's awesome. Okay, cool. I'm going to clip your face when you just said that story because you were so happy. It's I was the happiest I've seen. I love when I can tell you stuff you don't know, which is a lot. Speaking of the Bahamas, this is somewhat relatable. Went to Cabo San Lucas. Yeah, how was your trip? Are you tan? Take off your shirt. No, I'm burnt. I'm peeling right now. I can't take off my shirt. Mm. Nobody wants to see. Are you me. Irish? 
a little bit, a little too, too, believe it or not. I did like the, some, you know, my aunt sent me the ancestry.com things. Mm. Irish and Jewish. Not looking good in the region. A lot of Canadians down there. <laughs> a lot of Canadians. Oh, a lot of Canadians. Like, I think, you know, we went to like the big pool party thing at the resort. And they, you know, all the Americans make noise. All the Mexicans make noise. All the Canadians make noise. Head and shoulders above the rest of the noise with the Canadians. The Canadians like. The party. Oh, they get after it. They party. They like the party. And it's they party. cold as hell up there. So they're trying to get down to that warm weather. That's fun. That's a good time of year to go down there. It's a, it's a riot down there this time of year. If you're looking to golf in Cabo, though, get ready to pay 200 bucks for a round at least. 200, 250. And I'm talking that's the cheapest one you're going to get. So and I like, I like, I like golf on islands. It's fun, but it, dude, you pay that much, you're not going to score well because it is windy. You're in the middle of the ocean. You know what I find interesting, Brooksy, is we've seen Otani on the cover of the show. Why has Mike Trout never been on the cover of MLB The Show? marketing issues is this mike trout maybe not one we've talked about this too like trout doesn't care to market himself because he just lets his game speak for itself right you know all the like outside noise like he wants nothing to do with which i can respect honestly but i feel like someone in his shoes should try to grow the game a little more because he has the platform he does but not my life do whatever you want michael other guys that could have made it maybe like Mookie Betts has never made the cover Vladimir Gray Jr. Look, I'm not, I'm okay with jazz on it. I mean, you know, what is amazing to me though, before we transition is remember last year, the Miami Marlins had this big team meeting because they were reportedly criticizing what jazz Chisholm was doing with his antics and his celebrations and his, his outfits and, and how he expresses himself. There was reportedly a team meeting that the Marlins held. Don Mattingly got fired a few months later, and then now Jazz Chisholm is on the cover of MLB The Show. So if you're wondering, like, are we really in this new well, age of baseball? Well, he's getting rewarded for what he does, and he should be rewarded for it. Because yeah, you're looking at clashing of, like, two eras there between Mattingly, which I have a lot of respect for him, uh, and the way he played the game and the way he's even coached the game. But as a manager in 2022, last year, he, he he's got to have some feel – for new age baseball you can't just totally be closed-minded in today's game it's changing it changed it's not even changing it changed it's about being outwardly excited showing emotion celebrating because that's what's bringing fans in the younger generation back to the game we need that you know what if you want to keep making your paycheck as a manager we need to keep growing the game because if we don't you're not gonna have a job so you gotta you gotta adapt man it's all about adapting don't overlook this either. If you're wondering why are we spending 10, 15 minutes talking about a video game cover? To your point, this is as big for the game of baseball as any being on the cover of the show because it's appealing. It's kind of just, we weren't also planning on talking about this for more than a couple of minutes. It just, it's what we do. We're just kind of bullshit about everything. <laughs> well, let's bullshit about underrated players. Sound yeah. Like yeah. You have a few guys that you think are underrated heading into the 23 season. I have you mean to lead us off? Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'm going to start with the guy we already teased, Sean Murphy, Atlanta Braves. Oh, you want to start us off? I'm going to start. We already teased it, so people already knew he's coming. Sean Murphy. Yeah. Sean Murphy. Um, I wrote down some notes on him and his numbers. So I think underrated, I mean, despite being one of the best catchers in baseball based 
solely on his defensive metrics. Um, offensively in 2021 and 2022, he he kind of underperformed, but he's moving to a very neutral offensive home stadium now in Atlanta at Truist Park. Um, he's getting away from the Coliseum, that dump, which was the second worst park for offense in all of baseball. I think that alone um, will help him produce closer to his expected stats. We're going to talk about expected stats, but it was a big difference between his actual numbers and his expected slugging and expected batting average and his, his rate of contact and all that was, was really good. And then you add on the defense, obviously he's really good. Um, and you got to think about the lineup he's going to as well. He's going to play for the Atlanta Braves. He, he's going to have much more opportunities to drive in runs. He's going to have much more protection in the, in the, in the lineup to get good pitches to hit, which he did not have in Oakland. So it's going to be a different look, different feel for him. And I think he's going to fit in really well and put up some, some big numbers. You look at qualified catchers, Sean Murphy tops, almost every category, American league qualified catchers. However, you add in guys like Ali Rushman and Cal Raleigh who didn't necessarily qualify because of the right. minimum plate appearances. He drops to either second or third in some categories. But What's he behind? Uh, how far is he behind like real Muto? And then I'll sit in war. Yeah, I'm just curious. According to Fangrass, Sean Murphy was third behind Adley Rushman and JT Real Muto. Real Muto okay. had 6.5 at yeah. four. Sean Murphy had a 5.1. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Go ahead. Who do you got? 18 dingers, 66 ribbies for Sean Murphy. I love that pick. Uh, first time I list, I have Carlos Correa. And a lot of people are going to think, how? You know, like we've been talking about Carlos Correa for the past two months. Here's what. <laughs> yeah. Carlos I, I'm actually very interested in hearing your, hearing this. Gray is only 28 years old, and I think people really overlook that. And he's getting okay. paid $200 million, a bunch of incentive-based contracts for the next six years. Pennies, right? Pennies. Fucking grinding financially. Yeah, and everybody looked at the Trey Turner contract. Everybody's like, oh, Trey Turner's amazing. Trey Turner's the best shortstop in baseball, arguably so. I look at Trey Turner's stats. I look at Carlos Correa's stats. Carlos Correa and Turner both debuted the same year, 2015. Correa is two years younger. Correa has about the same OPS, 842 for Turner, 836 for Correa. Correa has more homers, more RBIs, the same amount of extra base hits, a higher WRC plus, a higher OPS plus. He has fewer stolen bases than Trey Turner. And you look defensively, Trey Turner has a negative two defensive runs saved since his debut. Carlos Correa has a plus 70 defensive runs saved. And then you look at war, Carlos Correa, 39.5, Trey Turner, 29.7. Carlos Correa is going to make far less money when all is said and done, unless he falls out and gets another big time deal after the incentive base. Yeah. But I think that the fact that Carlos Correa is not. Looking so you want to say he's, I don't know if I say he's, he's underrated. Overlooked. I want to say he's in the group of elite players in baseball he's under, he's underrated right yeah that's fair. as an elite player as an as an overall player in baseball i wouldn't say he's underrated at all underappreciated yeah that's fair underappreciated i think a lot of that just has to do with people saying oh i don't like him he's a cheater right. that's you know they people can't move on from that's not how i that's not what i think i'm just saying people can't move on from the the cheating scandal in houston so that that affects how people look at him just they don't everybody. even look at his stats. They don't look at his numbers and what he does. They're just like, oh, he's, he's a cheater. That's all they care about. It just seems like everybody's celebrating the Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson. Deservedly so. But everyone looks at Carlos Curry and it's like, oh, he's got the injury history. Oh, he's got 
he's played more games and has more plate appearances. Again, they he hasn't he hasn't they, missed any games because of the issue. So I'm I gotta see this thing play out. He's getting paid regardless. Should he have made more? Yeah, he should have. Who else you got? Um, I'm gonna stay with a shortstop. I'm gonna go Corey Seager. Yeah. Yes, making three hundred million dollars. That's, that's another that. guy that that you know isn't necessarily. That's what I was getting at. By like, definition. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's still making three hundred million. He's making more than Correa. Um, I think the analytics do a good job of showing us, you know, who was lucky, who was unlucky. You know, and there was no more unlucky shortstop in the game offensively than Seager. It wasn't even close. Uh, his expected batting average was full 38 points higher than his actual batting average. His expected slugging was 510. His actual slugging was like 450. Um, he swings and misses a ton, which can be a problem, but that tends to come with guys who hit for power. Um, I think his numbers look completely different this year considering the shift is gone. Mm-hmm. All right. And I can't say credit for this because I was looking for this stat and you gave it to me. The shift took away 25 of his hits last year. I can't take credit for it. It was an MLB. Well, you you told me. I was trying to find it and you mentioned it to me. And that's what I was looking for. But it's able to put his batting average. If those are all hits, it puts his batting average around 286. Mm-hmm. Um, his ex, Go like this. His expected WOBA, expected slugging, and expected batting average are all in the 96th and 97th percentile, mm-hmm. which is like elite. The big part, too. That's a big part. He hits the ball right at people, and then the shift crushed him. Mm-hmm. Crushed him. So expect his numbers to elevate, inflate, and be a lot better this year. Remember him in the 2020 World – not just World Series, 2020 postseason. Disgusting. Really, Couldn't get him out. That put him on the map. Yeah. I have Logan Webb next on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so 2021. Let's, let's, let's rewind back about a year and a half. Logan Webb. Had about a five-plus ERA. He was this young kid. They put him into the rotation, would make some spot starts here and there. San Francisco liked him as a prospect, but they didn't love him yet. So since he made this uh, start, I believe it was in Arizona, and it was May 11, 2021. Since then, Logan Webb is 25-9 and with a 2.71 ERA. Since that time, if you look at war, He's eighth in Major League Baseball behind guys like Max Freed, Sandy Alcantara, Aaron Nola, Kevin Gosman, Zach Wheeler, Corbin Burns, and Dylan Cease. He has a 7.8 F war since that time. He doesn't strike out a bunch of guys. You look at his strikeout per nine, it's 8.4. So he's not going to, you know, he's not a guy that's going to punch him out 10 plus a game, but he's getting, throws that 95, 96 mile an hour sinker ball. He's effective. He pitches deep into games. He put himself on the map. Speaking of guys that put themselves on the map, he put himself on the map in the postseason of 2021 right. when they were facing Dodgers <clears throat> a gem. This last season, San Francisco kind of dropped off a bit. He had another stellar season last year, and I think people are forgetting that Logan Webb is still a dominant starter. Logan Webb, you're gonna hate me. Don't pay attention to what I, he's doing, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna combat you here and say I'm worried about Logan Webb. Why? You looking at his metrics? I'm looking at his slider metrics. Yeah. So if you compare his slider metrics from 2021, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like he's a guy I had on a list of like red flag a little bit. 2021 versus 2022, I'm looking at his slider. Overall, Woba, 191. This is the hitters against him. 191, and this is 2021. It was 191. 2022, it was 250. Woba versus left-handed batters. 2021, it was 264. 
2022 is 355. Uh, what else? Do you know what O swing is? Uh, swinging outside the zone. Correct. Uh, 44% in 2021, which is very good, down to 32% in 2022. Contact versus slider, 53% in 2021. 2022, 70%. How do you know all these stats? You didn't even know I had Logan Webb on my list. You because I because he was on a he list of guys I've been I've been looking at guys who I was a little concerned with and I was looking at that division okay. and um so I I reached out to Justin Turner who played against him a lot and he responded with honestly I think he got worse because Posey wasn't behind the plate because mm. you look at the spin you look at the break everything is relatively the same like his uh what's it called like it's spin efficiency or whatever it's called. Everything is not, it, it, there's nothing that sticks out that you're like, it's a different pitch. It's not, it's the same. So maybe it's just not being called in the correct counts or he's not as confident in certain counts and Posey would kind of give that to his guys. I, I don't know. I think that's a good point that, that JT made was maybe this has to do with, with Posey not being behind the dish, putting the fingers down. He was a big part of that team. His FIP went up from 2021 to 2022, but his ERA went down. So to, right. to su support your point, the metrics might not support mine as much as it does yours. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to throw you under the bus. I just thought that was interesting because I had those numbers already like right in front of me. So I was like, oh, I might as well throw this in there because it's interesting. Yeah. One last point about Webb. Again, since that dominant start against Arizona, May 11, 2021, Logan Webb has the fourth best fielding independent, independent pitching FIP. In Major League Baseball, behind only Corbin Burns, Kevin Gosman, and Zach Wheeler. Dude's wow. been dominant since 21. That's solid. What you got? Hmm, I have two more. I'm going to go starting pitcher, George Kirby. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, a little Northwest love. Yeah, and you know what? He's in, he's in Seattle. Which he's fun. He's young. I think although his overall stat cash rankings are kind of all over the place, and they kind of – I don't know. They shared that he he fared better than his results indicated. Um, you know, we were talking about a lot of expected stuff, but that's a good way to look at underrated players. As expected Woba falls between Padres ace, like I'll call him Padres ace, Joe Joe Musgrove, and his teammate Luis Castillo, which puts him like an elite company. Um, I just think he's a kid who's got really good stuff and he's overshadowed by Logan Gilbert and, and Luis Castillo. I think Seattle has a very, very special arm in this kid. I watched him pitch live at Fenway. It's explosive. It's 98. It's jumping out of his hand with run. He's got two good secondary pitches, good changeup, good breaking ball. I think he's a real deal, man. I think we see this kid really take a step up this year. It's just an underrated rotation, really. Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, George Kirby, Marco Gonzalez. Yeah. That's really good. And I, a lot of people looked at Seattle and was disappointed by their offseason because they didn't sign – a bunch of people remember they resigned. They, they traded for Luis Castillo and then yeah, resigned him. That's the equivalent of adding. They still have a ton of guys locked up for like the next three years. Optically, it's like plus oh, plus team him. control on these all these young guys. They traded for Teoscar Hernandez and Colton Wong, two very nice picks up pickups, and they added AJ Pollock from the Chicago. Wong's still considered a plus defender, right? Yeah. Yep. Place. Well, we talked about this. The shift is going to mean. You need middle infielders with range. Kalanick's the X factor for that team for sure. Oof. I don't think it matters. Really? I think if he's good, he obviously helps. But if he doesn't, I don't think it. I think they're still good. 
Maybe they maybe he can help push them over the top of like the speed game. I don't know. There's maybe another guy that people obviously know about, but I think is still underappreciated. Will Smith, Dodgers catcher, not the reliever, Will Smith. Right. Catchers with a career 850 OPS or higher since 1950. Mike Piazza, Hall of Famer. Roy Campanella, Hall of Famer. Will Smith, end of list. That's awesome. Nineteen fifty. There's, there's still a lot of games to be played. Will Smith is going to have a longer career. Right totally. Eight fifty six OPS. So that could certainly drop below that threshold, and maybe he falls out of that category. But he also player, bats like seventh for the Dodgers. Yeah, that's what the Dodgers did. Which is right. yeah. I think we see him more in like the five hole this year. Right last year, so it went. They had Trey Turner obviously last year, and Justin Turner. He batted. Right. Six, yeah, in the lineup because six, won. okay. Mostly, it, it depended on the night that you know they mix and match a lot. Dave Roberts likes to do. As of August 14, twenty two, I'm just kind of looking back on some stats. Will Smith, his ranks among qualified catchers was tied for first in homers, first in ribbies, first in WRC plus, tied for first in hits, first in total bases, first in times on base. I think everybody looks at JT Real Muto and obviously gives him the edge. And you look at Real Muto's numbers. I think Real Muto is on a Hall of Fame pace, by yep. the way. Maybe that's a conversation for another day. But I think Will Smith is often overlooked because of the other guys surrounding him in that lineup. Yeah, no he doubt. The credit he deserves. <clears throat> Last All right. List, right, you're at number four. I got one more guy. Uh, I'm going to the AL East, and it's not the Boston Red Sox. First baseman, Ryan Mountcastle. You're not going Kike Hernandez, huh? I thought nah, that was fun. Sure. I was like, I like getting the people going. <laughs> Hey, I I do I do think Kike is super underrated because of his ability to play every position on the field at a high level. That is such a asset to a team. But Ryan Mountcastle, Baltimore Orioles, first baseman. Um, I'm about to throw a lot of stats at you, but it's it shows you you you'll like it. It'll get you going. All right, so he had the largest difference between expected stats and his actual stats of I think maybe anyone in baseball. For example, he had a 423 slugging percentage. His expected slugging was 509. Because they moved the fence back. Because they moved the freaking fence back. He played on the road too, but yeah. Um, Let's see. Weighted on base percentage was 316. His expected WOBA was 362. His batting average was 250. Expected batting average, 277. His barrel percentage went up to 15% from 11.8. The year before, and his exit velo, hard hit percentage, all that way up. So he's continually getting better every year. It's only his third year, parts of three years, but um, he's continually getting better. His numbers were very good. He was very unlucky, lots of loud outs. And in my opinion, he's a plus defender at first base. He's super athletic over there. Um, he is going to be a problem. I mean, he's a 30 home run guy, in my opinion. You saw a lot of him in the American League East, too. I'm a sure. lot. I had a lot of Baltimore. I had him. I had Baltimore my first uh, series in the booth. Mm. And uh, they're opening up against Boston this year. So I'll have them um, pre and post. I'll be doing pre and post games for Baltimore up there this year to start the season, too. So I get to see a lot of Baltimore. But um, Ryan Mountcastle is a stud. What do you have to go up to? Are you doing any spring training games for Nesson? Yeah, 11 of them. Oh, really? So it's a 11. nice, easy drive for you from... It's two and a half hours. It's it's, it's exact. It's perfectly west of me across the state. Alligator Alley is how I get there. Take the kids to Disney World. Disney World's north of me. It's on my side. 
I'm know. just south of Orlando. I'm like two hours south of Orlando. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go over. So tomorrow night, I'm taking a flight to Blue Ridge to our cabin because we're, we're going there for like two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get some stuff done there. It's supposed to be cold too. go to like just get some stuff done at the cabin. It's not really like a we'll go to dinner and hang out and all that. It's just me and Jenny, but take care of some stuff there. Come home next week. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I have to. I'm gonna watch the game and then drive to Fort Myers because Monday morning, the 13th, I'm there all week doing a preseason show for Nesson. So there in the morning, 8 a.m. probably 7 8 a.m. Talk to the players, hang out, watch practice, go do a 30 minute show. Hopefully, I'm out in time to go play golf with with Jackie Bradley Jr. because he lives about 30 minutes down the road. Is he gonna sign with anybody, man? I was gonna hit him up and message him and be like, dude, where are you going? But I didn't want to be that guy, you know. No comment. I, I feel like he knows something we don't. I do know something. Oh man. I just it's not it's not my business. For sure. We'll talk offline. I'm not a reporter. We'll talk offline. I'll let Jenny do it. I have one more guy on my list. Zach Gallon. Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, uh, good call. Yeah, he's nasty. He's making his debut in 2019. He is 22 and 22. He gives a shit about records at this point. Uh, but he has a 3.09 ERA. He has a 3.56 whip which is not all that impressive, but when you consider the park that he plays in in Arizona, that is the launching pad. That is Arizona. Very, very impressive. Uh, you look at his strikeouts per nine. He has a 10.0 strikeout per nine. Strikeout per walk, 3.24. Since 2019, uh, if you look at his ERA, is the 16th best in all of baseball. What's his FIP? Since 2019 or last year? Last year. Last year, my boy had a 3.05 FIP. Okay. Really impressive in Arizona. Really, really. Yeah. What was he their ace? Would you consider him their ace? Yeah. I agree. The Diamondbacks, you want to talk about sneaky teams, which we might, by the way. We're probably going to have an episode on sneaky teams for 23. Sneaky, especially since the Dodgers didn't really get better. They got worse. I think significantly. I think they got worse too, which kind of evens the playing field a lot in the division. I know, I know the Padres are like, favorites right now but i don't know man it's gonna be super competitive i think so zach gallons are ace and merrill kelly who actually had a really strong season merrill kelly that's who i was thinking okay madison bumgarner's still in there zach davies and then they have ryan nelson according to fangrass as their fifth starter i don't know who that is i don't know either they had a they had another guy in that fifth spot last year that that's i think that's new but young studs in the lineup corbin carroll he's a they saw carson player. kelly i think is their catcher yeah, he's he hasn't quite worked out the way. I remember look. him as a as St. Louis Cardinals, and he was in AAA when I played against him. And he was like this big prospect of a big kid, could hit, and then he got uh-huh. traded over there. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in that Paul Goldschmidt. They traded him because they had Yachty, and there's nowhere for him to go. Yeah. Christian Walker hit what, forty plus taters last year. Uh, they Did traded really? Uriel. They signed Evan Longoria. Hopefully, Christian next- Walker had how many homers? Walker last year. Why do I not remember him hitting 40-plus homers? Because he also struck out 200-plus times. Matters. All right, at 36 dingers. Okay, still, I'd rather I'd rather you strike out than ground into a double play. Yeah, that can't be right. He only what? had 131 strikeouts. Wow, nailed it, Danny. I'm just How many games did he play? Walker, like he's this freaking... How many games? 160. 160? 34 dingers. He had 
He's another guy that like it pays off with the DH and NL because he can he plays first base obviously, but he can DH now. And dude, I love his swing. He porn swings too. Like he swings so hard. If, if you throw it in, if you throw it in the zone, bye. My goodness. Diamondbacks also added Evan Longoria and Kyle Lewis from Seattle. American League Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis, twenty twenty. Right. That's right. Stay healthy. Other guys that were mentioned, we put this out on Twitter on the Wake and Rake Pod account of most underrated player heading into 23 we have a ramon loriano mention somebody said bryce harper stop it short just stop it uh julio rias mm. for what most underrated player for 2023 i'm looking at our twitter rias is actually a kind of kind of yeah because we don't really talk about him like an ace and he he's really good man you know what's interesting is jack murphy is the guy that responded with that and he is a former Blue Jays and Dodgers pro scout. Yeah, I played against Jack Murphy. Cal Raleigh. Long hair, big tall catcher. Uh, somebody said Seth Brown, Oakland. Andres Jimenez, Christian Walker. There you go. There you go. I like that. That's We're probably on. where you got the idea. Got a few Kike Hernandez's spread upon here, too. <laughs> I spread that one. Sorry. A lot of Red Sox answers. Xander Bogart, Zach Gallon, Brandon Nimmo, Manuel Classe. Okay. Oh, Classe. That's a good one for like a relief pitcher. He's. 102 mile power cutters. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. And we do have an Adolis Garcia mention as well for the Texas. Texas is I no- think Adolis could be a 30-30 guy. I think we plan on doing sleeper teams for 23 on the next episode because we mentioned the Diamondbacks. We talked about Jazz Chisholm. I, I like sleeper the teams. I like we'll the go. Model. We'll do three sleeper teams each. Wait, there can't be six sleeper teams in the league. I mean, it depends on what your definition of sleeper is. Like, do I expect the Diamondbacks to make Let's do two high? sleeper teams each. And then we'll have something else to talk about. Because you can't have six sleepers. I could have six sleepers. Yeah. That was like one of my worst takes of all time two years ago. The Diamondbacks signed, I don't know, like a couple like very low to mid-level infielders. And I was like, don't sleep on the Diamondbacks this year. And they ended up winning like 60 games if that. That was a cold take. Freezing cold day. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It I'm happens, man. This year, Brooksy, I'm telling you. Hey, man, that's fun. We should do this again sometime. Okay. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll talk to teams. Sound like a plan? I'm in. Have fun in Florida. All right. I will. I, 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 in Florida? I live in Florida, Danny. Wait. Who's your Super Bowl pick? Just in case we don't talk before then. Eagles. Okay. What's your score? Do you have one? Oh, I haven't put any thought into this. Yeah. Um, Let's go. I think it's going to be like a shootout. I'm going to go 38-35. No. Yeah. 38-35 Eagles. It's going to be a hell of a game. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. a lot of athletes on that field. Two quarterbacks that are fighting injuries too bad. They'll be all right. Give them a shot. I, I love Mahomes, but I'm going to go Eagles. Kelsey Brothers too. Kelsey Brothers. That's going to be sick. Mama can't lose. Sleeper teams for 23 on the next episode. Talk to you next time, people. Peace.